Hello and welcome to Is Main Is A Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who looks like a cross-eyed armadillo. Josh Hemo. You know, I always try to figure out what you're going to say, and this week, as soon as I heard that line, that was exactly what I knew it was going to be. That's exactly. <laughs> there wasn't a lot to pick up. No, pick that, was, that was good. That was a good one. That was a good mental image. Can you imagine a cross-eyed armadillo? Yeah. Just look I, at I'm me. Picturing, <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing it now. And then... I'll, I'll add like a little dream dream bubble. <laughs> Anyways, this is our podcast where we talk about a SpongeBob episode once a week, discuss little life lessons that we can learn along the way from our spongy yellow friend. And just like last week, we have some donation links so that we can spread some holiday cheer. If you're listening to this episode, odds are uh, it's going to be coming out on Christmas or at least the day before Christmas or sometime if you celebrate Christmas. Christmas. It'll be holiday. Holiday. Woo! So, uh, what donation links do you have so that way people can sell all the cool gifts they got and be <laughs> and better donate. people? Yeah, exactly. So I got two this week. I got one that's specific to Christmas, and mm-hmm. I got one that's not, just in case people listen to this afterwards and feel. You need charitable. to stop, uh, showing me up, up by doing. Two I just, donation I just links. felt like that's I got rude. the Chris. I got the Christmas one. And I was like. Man, if someone donates to this after they've listened to this, when this comes out after Christmas, this is going to be a waste of time. <laughs> They'll be ready for next year. <laughs> um, but uh, the first one, the Christmas-related one, is called Stockings with Care. But it is a NYC organization that works with homeless shelters and uh, different like um, people that need with needs. Basically, bringing toys and uh, Christmas cheer to like kids and shelters and stuff like that. Um, so I think they break it down. They also give you like a breakdown, so a certain amount of donations gives this kind of gifts and stuff like that. So they kind of go around the city, just working with children and stuff like that, making sure they have a either like a Santa Santa sponsorship was one of the things you can do, or you just oh, nice. give personal donations and stuff like that. And the other one I got, which is a little bit more. Uh, general is another nyc organization called city harvest um but they are a like a food organization here that brings food to families in need and stuff like that so i thought that was also prevalent during this uh holiday season so you feel generous to hit up either one of those but especially the city harvest since you're probably listening to this again after christmas so (laughs) so i found a place called the prison fellowship uh they basically advocate for prisoners and you know it's a little bit jesusy which i was a little bit iffy on but the christmas spin on it is they do uh angel tree which is a basically a program where they give toys and presents to kids whose parents are incarcerated so because they're in the prison system a lot of the you know parents can't afford to get their kids gifts so donate the money uh they give kids gifts um, but they also help prisoners too, so you can do like outside. See, mine's a two for one, Josh. Yeah, I like it. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't have to come up with two. You're right. Mine multi-purpose. <laughs> You're just smarter than I am. You work smarter, not harder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of multi-purpose, uh, we're watching season five, episode ten, <laughs> Flea and Her Dome. There's three of them. That's why it's multiple multi-purpose. <laughs> 
A flea in her dome, donut of shame, the crusty plate. <laughs> act one. So in this act, Sandy has been out of town and SpongeBob is distraught. And so is Patrick once he realizes that Sandy's been gone for two days. Um, they decide to give her a welcome party, um, a specifically a welcome dome party, like welcome home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when Sandy is back, she realizes that she brought a flea home with her. The flea spreads to SpongeBob and Patrick, and then it starts multiplying, and there's so many fleas that they decide to drown them using the ocean. Um, and shenanigans ensue. So, my discussion topic to start us off, Josh, is how long do you think you could go without talking to me uh, before you started missing me? <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, how long <laughs> does someone have to be gone for you to throw them like a welcome home party? I don't know. You think like. Like, what's the rules on that? I was thinking about it. Like a, like, I would think like a year, right? And I also think it depends on what they're, what they're doing, too. Mm-hmm. If they're just like gone for, I don't know. I think, I guess it really doesn't matter what they're doing. I think like a year being gone from home, like that's a pretty solid time, amount of time. But I think anything less would be kind of, I don't know, doesn't feel right. So you've been like six months? So you're on tour for six months? You want to do a welcome home party? Or is that, is that too? Uh... I guess, yeah. Yeah, like what's I, I the guess minimum that's, like well, that's a month. Like, a yeah, week. okay. I'd say let's let's say like three months, maybe. I could maybe say three months. I guess. Mm-hmm. But I would say like a big party, like what SpongeBob and Patrick were planning. Like, I definitely think like a year would be a big thing. You know, I guess I guess I'll see six months. Time really doesn't make a difference anymore because when I say six months, <laughs> like six months doesn't feel like a long time in the grand scheme of 2020. You know, that's true. Uh, I was thinking like how flexible this uh kind of thinking is because like i'm like okay if your spouse or significant other partner is gone for like a week and you're used to them every single day then maybe you do like a welcome home thing yeah whether it's just like hey welcome home let's have a nice dinner or like something more elaborate where you could do like a little party yeah but then, like, I was like, if my roommate was gone for a week, I wouldn't be throwing them a fucking yeah. <laughs> like, a party and they get home. <laughs> exactly. And the SpongeBob was, like, literally two days. And what I think is really impressive is they throw this entire party or get it all together in an hour and 26 minutes and 47 seconds, I think, if I remember the number correctly. Well, we know that SpongeBob has that party planning kit. Yeah, all the way back in like season one. And he's just ready <laughs> he, to go. So he knows. He bought it and <laughs> yeah. kept it, has multiple ones. Um, I do. I I like I mentioned before. I am a fan of the wordplay, the welcome dome party. Yeah, that is good. Um, also the welcome sla- Sandy sign that like got mixed together, where it says Wel- welcome Mandy. Yeah, because <laughs> like my brain automatically like auto corrected it to welcome Mandy. That's exactly what I read. It was good. I'm glad that they started off with a crying scene, though. We haven't had a good crying scene this season yet, and we're almost halfway through. I think season five yeah. which is crazy but we always have to have a good uh spongebob crying scene and we got one and even patrick got some good uh good crying scene. he cried his eyes out literally cried his eyes out in this episode yeah right into spongebob's face yeah. i think it's interesting that it's become like part of the the language of spongebob to have like an over-the-top cry like i i also put that in my notes a good spongebob cry fest and like i like how he was like crying face down and he kind of like shut up, up. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's good i always like how they change it up too it's always like 
they do they don't reuse the same kind of crying antics they always try something different which is like always fun to see and it's always slightly gross yeah um speaking of slightly gross uh i like how they said texas they're like oh tejas (laughs) yeah (laughs) um it it was very anglicized of tejas but it's okay i liked it i was like (laughs) yeah going to tejas There's a couple of good things that uh, Patrick said during that whole speech talking about Sandy. He's like, the 10-gallon dome, glass dome on her dome. I thought it was fun. Yeah. He's like, is Sandy the one I call mom? I was also like, that's kind of a weird thing that they threw in there. But <laughs> And then he's like, no, Patrick, that's your mother. Yeah. I don't know. That one statement always makes me wonder, like, what kind of up existence does patrick live on a day-to-day basis that he can't even remember his own mother he confuses squidward and sandy and it's just a nightmare it sounds like a nightmare i think maybe that's why he's so joyful though he just forgets all the bad things and all the other things in his life it's just like a fresh surprise every time it's like a dory from finding nemo exactly remember how happy she was except in finding nemo too which is not great (laughs) she was not happy in that movie so (laughs) I want to bring up a, a very special moment mm-hmm. uh, within this entire thing. Is Patrick eating that whole cake and somehow <laughs> making a Texas cake from the remnants? You want to know what my I was thinking... notes say about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my notes like, what that mouth do? He was able to reshape <laughs> that entire cake in his mouth that fast. <laughs> do you think he could reshape other things in his mouth? I mean, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> Speaking of disturbing things. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the flea. Yeah. It was so freaking scary looking. Yeah. And it looked too realistic. And I think that's probably why it was so scary looking. Because it like it like screeched. And it was like, ugh. It was even like, and in the way it like, then it laid its eggs. And they're all slimy. And then they hatch. And they're all screeching. That, that whole, the whole little bit where she like stares into her fur. I was like, this is such a weird, kind of cringy I, scene to me. <laughs> I definitely like, went straight to our dog and started like, I'm going to check, check you check for I don't know where you would have gotten one, but I don't trust them now. <laughs> um, that flea collar, though, that was metal as hell. Yeah. I was like, yeah, goth Sandy. <laughs> Hardcore Sandy. Alt, alt girl TikTok Sandy. Alt girl TikTok Sandy. Her little spike collar. It was nice. It was definitely like those spike collars you see at like Hot Topic. Well, at yeah. least they used to be at Hot Topic when we were growing up. They were definitely there all the time. One thing I think is weird is there's never a hot topic like standalone store. At least I've never experienced one. They're always in a mall. Yeah. I don't think I mean I guess the only one that you can count is like an outdoor mall. But even that's still attached to a mall. It's not like you can drive into like a shopping center and there's How has like, hot, a hot topic, topic lasted as long as it has? Honestly, I don't is know. It, how's it not like gone the way of Blockbuster? It must be the Banties, but then even that, like, you can get those online now. I don't get it. I don't know. It's a nostalgia. Because, like, I know the mall in my hometown is, like, dead. There's, like, three stores in that thing. Well, I mean, in Tucson, they consolidated to just one mall, basically. <laughs> oh, really? They got rid of the, I like, mean, Park Place or whatever? Park Place is still there, but, like, Foothills no Mall Foothills Mall is basically dead. Alcon turned into, an, basically, one big outdoor shopping center, which is, like... I mean, Alcon's been dead for a long time. Yeah, and Tucson Mall, more or less... I mean, Tucson Mall still is there, but it was... It's kind of not as thriving... So oh. I think malls in general are just like on the decline because of everything. That's a topic for a different time though. For the mall episode of SpongeBob, we'll bring it all up. Um, one unexplained thing that I wanted to bring up was 
Patrick thinks that he got bit by a vampire flea. Yeah. And it's kind of like that thing where across cultures, there's like this lore of like, you know, aliens, like people like, oh, well, how come there's this pictures of this stuff and in Aztec culture and then pictures of this in Egyptian culture when they're like separated from all these years, like with dragons and like that. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's some weird vampire culture that is uh, happened between uh, sea creatures and land creatures? Oh. Like, what, what f***ed up history was there a vampire, that there's vampire lore in, in underwater world and also in, in the Bikini Bottom I don't know. area? That would be fun to explore. I want to explore the headcanon and the undersea vampires. That's like one uh, conspiracy theory I could get behind. Yeah. Is under, undersea vampire. <laughs> also, all the other conspiracy theories where they're like, well, there's dragons in this place and dragons in this hieroglyph. Like, how the f*** is this going to work out? But now I'm just getting way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, what small lessons you get? Let's see. Uh, I, could, uh, I got a couple, this one. Uh, so I've been... Uh, find friends that make you feel better because as soon as Patrick saw that Spongebob was crying he gave him a great big hug I was like that's pretty nice like I wonder how often that happens that he just like has to go in for it he already knows <laughs> um, I got one uh, that is a little uh, relevant to modern day uh-huh. is be careful when you're traveling yeah uh, and make sure uh, you're, you're not contagious <laughs> uh, when you're traveling um, also, fleas are fucking gross was another small lesson I had. And one, uh, you know, that's just travel in general is let people decompress after travel. I feel like it's it's a lot to get, like, bombarded with a ton of people once you're back from, like, a long trip. Yeah. Especially, like, when you're not planning for it. Yeah, exactly. And I also got, like, for Spongebob and Patrick, like, learning to live without someone for a little bit. I think that's... Mm-hmm. Hard for, especially for like uh like you said people who see each other every day i think that's hard but you know people have to go off and do stuff you know to learn how to like live with that separation for a little bit uh and the other one is like stay calm during stressful situations because they all freaked out as soon as the flea thing started happening yeah uh, along those lines mine was kill pests when the problem is small yeah yeah when there's only one flea that's when she should have just murdered it i don't get why she couldn't before um I was just, then, that was something that I didn't understand about this. Sandy, to me, seems like she is pretty smart. She's a pretty well-prepared person. So the fact that she only has, like, one flea collar and, like, no other kind of best control situation at all with her seemed kind of out of character and odd, you know? I had a hard time, too, because I was also, like, technically, she said, like, they mentioned it in the episode, and it's the only reason I'm bringing it up, because... Otherwise, I'd be like, it's a cartoon, whatever. She goes, oh, fleas are what, like, us land mammals. Yeah, she specifically says mammals, right? Yeah, and, like, SpongeBob and Patrick are obviously not that. Yeah. So, like, do like do starfish even have blood? <laughs> is, it, is it considered blood? I don't know. I know sea sponges probably don't have that. So I was like, don't even mention it. Don't even mention it. Just completely gloss over it. Don't Don't bring it up. Because now I'm thinking about it. Another thing that this episode reminded me of is, have you ever seen almost the, it's like basically an identical episode of Cat Dog when they get fleas? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like, 
both of them gross. Like it was so gross when they're all like bit up with with the fleas, no bumps and, everywhere and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was just like ugh. Like, uh, what's that like? The the little bumps and circles when they're all close uh, together. Tetraphobia. It's something with a T. Yeah, something with a T. Yeah, whatever. You get that that T phobia. Yeah, the T phobia. <laughs> you're you're scared of of Earl Grey. Um. Oh. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was just so gross, and it reminded me of that cat dog episode because that's also a gross one. Under- they're, like they're fighting over that flea belt, yeah, and then like one of them slowly becomes consumed, and then they feel guilty. God, it. shout out to cat dog. RP. Miss that show. Uh, I talk about a little bit the ending that kind of like blew my mind a little bit. So the way that they get rid of these fleas, like you mentioned, is that they like drown them out. Basically, what's crazy to me is that. The entire fucking ocean somehow fits inside Sandy's tree dome. Like, yeah. I don't understand the magic, like, the lot, because this has happened before, right? I mean, the tree dome's leaked and whatever, but I've never, like, imagined the entire ocean being sucked up into it. Oh, no, definitely not. Uh, one thing that I did like from that moment, though, is when they put everyone in there and you can, like, they're all squished in. Yeah. There's one fish, and I wish I knew all the fish's names. I know they have them on Wiki, but she's in a yellow dress. But she looks ecstatic. She's like <laughs> smiling. Like I literally feel like the they took like a animation from a different like episode, and they're <laughs> like, threw it in. "We're just gonna put her right here because it looks like she fits." Yeah, maybe she was happy to be squished in with all those people. I know I would be. Time for the bubble break. Do you hear that? Oh no! What is it? it sounds like bells. Oh, is that something I have to edit in later? Yeah, that's what I'm throwing at you. <laughs> <laughs> I do hear it. Wow, Josh. <laughs> it sounds like the Christmas spirit is, is all around us, including Bikini Bob. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be lazy this week, and we're just going to talk about uh, Krimbus mm-hmm. um, and I guess other holidays as well. But Josh and I celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Unless, w- did you become Jewish? I used to celebrate Hanukkah growing up, actually. What? Yeah. I, now I need to know why. My dad's Jewish. He comes from a Jewish heritage. So nice. Yeah. But it was like it wasn't like the whole seven day thing. It was a very streamlined Hanukkah or like Is it Hanukkah eight days? Uh see, I don't even <laughs> know. That's how bad I am at it. <laughs> but we only do we do the first day of Hanukkah and then my mom would make uh like latkes and then Kugel and shit, and then uh we just light the menorah and that was it. That was the extent think, of our. Uh, I don't think I've eaten either of those things. Oh, latkes are really good. Latkes are like basically uh, fancy hash browns, thicker hash browns is how I describe them. They're like they're mm-hmm. potato pancakes. Do you eat them with ketchup too? Absolutely not. No, eat them with like uh either like sour cream, cream cheese, or applesauce. Um, oh, pretty good. I can't eat them with McDonald's ketchup. You, I mean, you can. You can eat anything with ketchup. I recently realized that people eat tamales with ketchup and i was like what the f- is wrong with yeah people? i think that one's weird yeah a lot of people think i'm weird because i put ketchup on like eggs nah like, that's normal but i'm like that's at least a couple other people do but yeah and then tamales with ketchup sounds gross and then kugel the way my mom has always made it, and i guess she got it from my dad's family it's just like it's like egg noodles uh cream cheese raisins and you mix in like eggs and sugar and stuff like that, but it's like a casserole, sweet casserole dish. But I know there's savory starts and stuff like that. So did that for a while growing up, and then we kind of fell out of it. But mostly just so, the Christmas stuff. 
You, you, uh, I'm assuming you mostly had Santa in your life. Yeah. Got it. I, f- I always find it, um, fascinating, like how Jewish people have to navigate this, like, super Christian, like, holiday. Yeah. With their kids, because the kids aren't going to get any presents. Uh, because they don't believe in Santa. <laughs> so it's one of those things that I'm like, that's, I don't know. That's probably, not traumatizing for those kids, but I'm like, kind of happy. Yeah, I guess so. But at the like, Santa for me, I guess is more of like an icon of like this, like I guess a commercial icon, and less like an icon of like the actual holiday and stuff like that. Yeah, but I don't know. It is kind of a it is it, it the holidays are always an interesting time because it's like how people navigate how like for that exact reason like either you celebrate hanukkah or you can celebrate christmas you celebrate kwanzaa mm-hmm. whatever you celebrate but it's always like there's such a commercial push for like santa and like yeah. that part of 100 percent. like it's impossible to avoid yeah um so do you have any christmas things that you're actually excited for i know we're kind of all stuck inside in in new york for christmas but uh you got any plans mm, not really no <laughs> say uh i did we I usually do like a big christmas breakfast at my family like we do a Chris, big christmas breakfast and then we'll do like something special for dinner so maybe i'll do something special for breakfast aka actually eat breakfast but <laughs> <laughs> you'll get up at 11 and have a nice breakfast yeah we'll see <laughs> How about what's you? A, what's a special breakfast like, oh, what's, like what's that huge gonna like huge breakfast so like we go out a lot like like bacon sausage um two different types of eggs like biscuits croissants like maybe do like french toast and stuff and then we'll do like a fruit um bowl with like a marshmallow cream cheese dip and then like my mom would sometimes stay up and make like fudge and shit like that so it'd be like a whole like huge fudge for breakfast well just so you have it after breakfast so she'd make like fudge and cookies and all that stuff so we'd have all the breakfast stuff ready and then we eat that, and then from breakfast we go on and do all the presents with dessert and stuff like that. But, I'm gonna see if I can get some cookies under my belt before the end of the uh, the week. Yeah, she should. What about you? Get some cookies. Um. Well, Fatima and I are gonna try to take a picture with the dog. Um. Good luck. I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be a little bit difficult. Difficult. We'll see if we can get like a decent Christmas picture in our Christmas pajamas. Yeah. And then we decided not to get a tree. We have stockings, um, but there was a lot of argument whether or not we should get a fake tree or a real tree, and then we got a puppy, and I was like, the tree. Yeah. We have a dog now. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to buy a tree and then also deal with the fact that there's a puppy in our home. Like, we don't even have a dining room table to eat at anymore because the carpet under is just the piss carpet. Then you have to, like, you get a real tree, and you got to deal with all the pine needles everywhere, and you got to get decorations, all that. It's just, like, a pain in the butt if you don't actually That was the whole argument, because I was like, I want to get a real tree because then they throw it out at the end of the year. Yeah. Or at the end of, like, you know, the season. And then I was like, but I'm afraid of getting bugs and all the other stuff that comes with a real tree. Yeah. And then... But then I don't want to get an artificial tree because where the hell am I going to put that when I'm done with it? Exactly. There's no space here. Yeah. And then, like, I could, if I really wanted to, like, start looking into, like, maybe getting a storage shed. But you're telling me I'm going to go to a little storage place here in New York every year to go pick up the Christmas tree 
and bring it back into no thank you no doesn't make sense it's that's I silly <laughs> i don't want to do that so they do sell like three foot christmas trees that you could buy you could put no, that Fatima like wants like that seven foot fancy christmas mm. tree because we have high ceilings and stuff <laughs> again like it's a, it was a point of contention before we had the dog but then after we got the dog i was like we can't do this yeah and usually we never have this argument because we're usually back home for the Christmas for Christmas. You don't have, so we don't have to have a tree. Yeah. So now we have the Christmas couch. Christmas which is couch. Our office ca- it's our office couch full of uh Christmas <laughs> presents. Nice. From people that sent uh stuff people that sent us stuff. Nice. Um What about like traditions and shit? Do you have like any like big I I can't believe that out of the what, three years that we've been doing this, we haven't actually done like an actual Christmas chat. I really think yeah, about it. I don't think we have. No, I think this is, we've mentioned yeah. it. <laughs> this is wild. There was that Christmas this is the episode. first year that we've actually talked about any of the holidays that we celebrate. This is Well, it's because usually what happens is we're done. We took such a long hiatus. Yeah, that we would be done by we, now. We've always been yeah, done Yeah, usually we finish up like right before. Yeah. And then now we're going to have to navigate this weird like, do we do a New Year's kind of situation? And we're, we're going to figure it out. <laughs> I might edit this out. We'll find out. <laughs> but it was just, it's one of those things that it is weird that I know we talked about Christmas with the Christmas episode. Yeah. The... Yeah, but we haven't like talked about like our personal stuff. So yeah. So like yeah, traditions. Do you have any like stuff that you do back home or whatever that you look forward to? For me, uh, it's all about too many Mexicans in one house. Yeah. So we just hang out. Tamales are always on the table. Yeah. You gotta eat those. Um tradition wise, I don't really think like we have anything that I'm like, oh like I need to do this or Christmas isn't Christmas, you know? Yeah. The big thing is make chocolate chip cookies because I do like making chocolate chip cookies and like cookies for Santa, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But um, there's, I think, three things that like, come to mind currently that I'm like, these are Christmassy things that I enjoy. So the first one is the cookies. The second one was um, they used to do since we didn't have a chimney. We Some kids get suckered into thinking about the the santa key oh where you like you hang hang this key outside the door so that way santa can get in okay yeah magically um so every time i think about christmas i think about that and the last one is this like random christmas santa that like it comes in this like little box and it looks like a little like uh workshop not workshop it looks like a little like living room with a christmas tree yeah and you wind it up and it plays jingle bells and the little santa is like a little cardboard santa and he like dances oh okay and like <laughs> i don't i think one of my aunts got it for me when i was super young and like i don't know i didn't know it was mine for the longest time and then my we'd always bring it out and one thing i would do is because it's literally like a little piece of metal that moves up and down like punch through the santa's mouth so it like literally bounces using his head, but what you can do is you flip the whole thing upside down and it gets stuck, and so it looks like Santa's dancing on the ceiling. Nice, <laughs> that's so pretty cute. I like that. Those are the three things that like really come to mind. Yeah. Um. All the other stuff is just normal Christmas stuff, like being around family, family and all that and stuff. Yeah. I, I just forgot and... that we had we have a a set I've had since I was a kid. It's like a Disney Christmas village, but like. Mm. Mickey, Donald, Goofy, Daisy, and someone else, can't remember who, Pluto, all have like a house, but it's all wired together, so they all sing, and as they sing, they each pop out of their doors and stuff. It was like really cool, but we always, I forgot that exists, but we set that up under the tree every year. That's sad that I forgot about that. 
I always wanted a a little the Christmas little trains like little oh, train yeah. set that goes around. Yeah, because you see it all the time in the movies. And you're like, oh, a little train goes around the the Christmas tree. Why why are trains associated with the Christmas? I know like Polar Express is a thing, but was it something other than that? I don't know. It's probably some white person thing. I gotta look into it. <laughs> Understand it. The, it's the Christmas train. It's the, the Christmas, Christmas train. train. Oh God. I, Saying Polar Express just made me think of that Uncanny Valley Tom Hanks. I don't want to think about it. It's nightmare fuel. <laughs> well, um, from all of us here at Ismay is a Podcast Productions Corp Incorporated Unlimited. Etc. LLC. Uh, yes, S Corp. <laughs> whatever other tax evasion we have to do for this podcast. Um, we want to wish you a happy holiday. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. All that other and uh, if it's not Christmas when you're listening to this, then happy holidays anyway. Pretend it is. Yeah, and if you're offended that I said happy holidays, how the f*** did you find this, <laughs> this uh, podcast? Because you can go kiss my ass. Act 2. Donut of shame. Patrick wakes up at SpongeBob's house after a crazy night of partying uh, to find a donut in SpongeBob's hand who's currently passed out. He really wants his donut, so he takes it. He takes it home, um, but then he feels incredibly guilty about um, possibly eating it. So he tries to hide it all over the place. SpongeBob ends up coming over just to realize that the donut was for Patrick all along for his birthday. So pretty short, sweet little episode. So I wanted to ask you, Omar, where is the best place to hide a donut, in your opinion? <laughs> Like, have you ever, and like, maybe just not donate, but like just snacks in general. Were you ever that type of person that like hides your own personal snacks and stuff? Oh, yeah. So yeah. I I didn't ever hide snacks except for one occasion. So when I was younger, I had braces for a little while and I really wanted Girl Scout cookie, the Samoas or Caramel Delights or whatever the f*** they're called regionally. Um, and my mom would always be like, you can't have the caramel stuff because then you'll break a bracket and then you get to pay for that, et cetera, et cetera, right? Responsible mom things. Yeah. I had a girlfriend at the time who was like, you know that weird age where you're like, I'm old enough to be part of Girl Scouts and it's kind of weird, but it's also not like scary. Some time in middle school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bought some from her and I hid them under my bed. Nice. <laughs> in In a guitar case. Wow, look at you. And uh, I would eat them. And then I remember I told my mom, like, two years later, I was like, yeah, I used to buy Samoas and whatever. Because I never really, go, like, they always tell you don't eat apples when you have braces and all that. Don't yeah. eat don't caramel gum, candy. All that stuff. Like, I was always, like, didn't give two shits about it. You didn't break a bracket, so, so it's fine. I think I broke one once, oh, but it wasn't on, it wasn't on a, <laughs> on a cookie. On a fucking cookie. Yeah. I didn't know. What about you? Samoas you, called something different regionally yeah they're they're caramel delights that it depends what? on where they're made because there's like two factories no i i gotta look this up now the crazy truth about samoas versus caramel delights <laughs> the crazy truth um deadline tonight it, it says samoas have a darker chocolate and less crunchy cookie while caramel delights have a stronger coconut taste and slightly less sweet i think they're just made by slightly different um fact Factories. Factories, yeah. Okay. It's the same thing. Now you know. Good. Um, I did, in fact, hide donuts when I was little. So You actually hid yeah, legitimate donuts? 100%. So when I was little, 
probably fifth grade, fifth, sixth grade, something around there, the Krispy Kremes had first started coming to like oh, the West yeah. Coast or like, I don't know, Tucson at least. I don't know. Yeah. But I was obsessed. It is the only time in my life that there's like photographic evidence where I don't look like I weigh <laughs> less than like less than I don't know. I actually had some pudge on me. Um, is this a pudgy Josh? Yeah. No, everyone. I want to I see that pudgy there's Josh. There's photo evidence of somewhere, but it's because of all the donuts I would eat. But I had this, we had this like little, my sister had a little kitchen set in her room that like had a little like below the oven thing where you could put like the fake pots and pans. But I would take everything out of that because she was too young to play with it anyways. And I would hide the box of donuts in there. So no one else knew they were there. But then I would wait too long and they'd get stale and I would get sad. So... <laughs> Yeah, Krispy Kremes have to be like fresh. You off had to eat them real quick. Yeah. What I think is so crazy is like there's people who don't like them, and like I oh, get God. it. Krispy Kremes are just straight up sugar, uh, but they're so good. They're so and, good. Like, I uh, <laughs> they're soft and like again the glaze is really nice. Oh, it changed it's... my life as soon as they came to uh, Tucson because I like we always had Dunkin' Donuts and they had like Donut Will or stuff like that, and those were fine, but like. As soon as I took a bite out of that Krispy Kreme, man, I was like, my life changed. It was, and it was over. There's no, there's like no better like Krispy Kreme donut than one fresh off. The oh God, it was like, so good. They started doing that thing where you know, because Tucson was the only one that had Krispy Kreme, they like ship them out to like a fry yeah. or a Safeway. Well, that's that's how Tucson started. So that's how we used to get them was in the boxes because that's how yeah. they before they actually had a uh, actual store there, and so we'd get yeah. them at the store in boxes. Like this is good. I loved it, man. So good. Uh, anyways, I'm gonna keep talking about donuts this entire episode. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole episode yeah, is, is whole him episode. hiding this donut. Um, what I think is, uh, let's talk about like how crazy this party was. Yeah. Um, first of all, <laughs> Miss Nipsey. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good name. Yeah. For a thing, and I wonder if uh, there's a I think a rapper called Nipsey Hustle. I wonder really? if that's from that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Nipsey means, so. We'll figure it out. Um, I wonder, if, but I'm curious if they're related. Oh, I want to hear your headcanon, though, about this party. So it started with, like, Miss Nipsey and this tea party, right? And yeah. somehow it cha- devolved into this, like, crazy rager, apparently, where they were, like, both kind of hungover and, like, their house was destroyed. My headcanon is just, like, it's just like uh, the movie when they just get uh, hopped up on, on sugar Goofy goober Sundays. It wasn't they just wasn't that chamomile. <laughs> yeah, it's just whatever the, the which chamomile is like. Isn't it supposed to sleep? Yeah, <laughs> sleep. But I just think it's because honestly, it reminds me of when I used to stay at my uh, grandma's house with. I have an aunt the same age as me, so I'd stay at my grandma's house and I'd be hanging out with my aunt, and we would just like stay up till like one in the morning. But like each cereal at like midnight, and just be like, crack like cracking up because you're up at midnight and you're a child, yeah, and you're hopped up on <laughs> Christmas donuts. Uh, but you used to we used to do some like crazy shit like that, and like it wasn't even you're not drunk or anything. You're just crazy because you're just having a good time. Yeah, yeah, you're having a good time and hopped up on sugar. I do. And I think that's what they were doing. I, I, I yeah, I like, I like that. And I, I always like how they do that with SpongeBob and Patrick. How they give them these like hungover looks. Like even SpongeBob has like the five o'clock shadow on his face, and they were like all passed out. Even though all they're doing was just like doing things that a kid would do. Um, 
I'm still trying to figure out, wrap around. Well, he's a starfish. Now I just answered my own question. I was like, how does Patrick on the ceiling at 8? <laughs> because he went to bed after <laughs> yeah. 8.30. But he's just like plastered to the ceiling, which I think is a great way to open up the episode, by the way, because I was like, there's something wrong with this background. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was. And then he just like, I'm on the ceiling. And he just plops. And I'm like, what a, a nice reveal. Um, also, I love that five o'clock shadow that you were talking about. On SpongeBob, I, yeah. it's just, I SpongeBob's like the one of the few characters that ever gets like a five o'clock shadow. It's, I think Mr. Krabs yeah, gets one say, as Mr. well. Yeah, Mr. Krabs the only one. Yeah, but it it is funny to see a grittier looking like Sponge- actually manly <laughs> SpongeBob. Yeah. He grows it fast. He's faster than I do. I'm impressed. So yeah, but I I can't grow faster to <laughs> save my life. <laughs> um, I was really um impressed with all the different places that Patrick hid this donut, or at least tried to hide this donut. And then, yeah. honestly, I thought the one that was the best, like, we can go through all of them, but the one I thought was the best was the lamp, just because it had that ring on it. Like, how many lamps do you have that show the ring on the roof anyways? Like, when they have the, like, the lamp cover anyways, so. Yeah, and it probably keeps the donut warm, too. Right, exactly. That was perfect. Uh, That donut was everywhere, though, and then the fact that SpongeBob eats it at the end, <laughs> I was like, yikes. Like, he ate some... Donut, <laughs> actual <laughs> literal gross donut. But I was cracking up so hard when he's like, "Oh, you can't eat this donut on subpar diningware," and then he just opens up his cabinet and he just lets all the conditions. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was so funny. Where he's just like, "Open the door," and it's just dish after dish after dish is falling. And then he's like, "There we go." The last one was like the fine and then china. He has his existential crisis with these donuts, like a heaven and hell donut. Which one, throughout this entire like SpongeBob universe, you never really understand. There are allusions to a hell, but there isn't allusions to a heaven. And now there is a concept. Like, so there's a concept of religion in Bikini Bottom. I think Bottom. we have had one. Only one, though. We have more concepts. It's the when that fish drowns, he becomes an angel and he flies up. Oh, and yeah, season. exactly. Yeah, so I guess we've had it once, right? Yeah. But like the concept of like there is a hell in heaven, a donut, yeah. a donut hell, <laughs> and sprinkles are what make things holy. So I wanted to ask you: Do you think a donut with sprinkles is holier than a donut without sprinkles? Oh no, I would think that sprinkles are the sin. That's the sinful part. Yeah, that's part. what I was yeah. thinking. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're gonna trust him? He's got sprinkles or whatever. And I'm like, sprinkles sounds worse. It sounds like, like you know, that's when what you've you... been raised to think that pure is like untarnished or if like sprinkles even in overindulgence is like a sin yeah. right so i think that's what you put sprinkles on something right sprinkles is the sin yeah i like that <laughs> uh, is that what you got for your small lessons sprinkles are the that's sin. it yeah <laughs> no uh, i got some a couple other small lessons you brought up the 830 thing um and the 830 thing brought up uh uh made me remember something that they said in how i met your mother um because he's like things get crazy past 830 and they say in that show nothing good happens past 2 a.m. And so that was I a- actually I actually wrote that down too yeah. in a small lesson because my dad used to always tell me nothing good happens after midnight. Okay. Because he always yeah. I'd want to hang out in high school like with my friends and they they were like, no, you have to be home by midnight because uh like nothing good happens after midnight. And there's they're like, there's no reason for you to be out that late anyway. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense for a teenager. If you're out that time, you're you're <laughs> around. You're either doing drugs or you're you're just doing stupid shit that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. yeah, and I guess twelve. Yeah, midnight for a teenager, and the two a.m. thing makes sense as like an adult because that's when bars yeah. usually close and stuff. You're like, well, if you're continuing going out, you're probably getting into more hardcore <laughs> that you're probably going to get more in trouble and stuff like that. So that's yeah, you're going to be hella hungover. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, another one I got is if you're kind of like at a friend's party, especially if you like crash at their place and stuff, like at least help clean up a little bit, even if you are mm-hmm. leaving towards the end, like help pick up a little bit of the mess that you made too. That was something that Patrick just absolutely did not do. He left SpongeBob's house a complete disaster. Oh, 100%. Um, I put as a small lesson, uh, or I think Patrick did a really good job, is try to think of every scenario. Um, uh, he, like, imagines, you know, SpongeBob accidentally stepping on the donut under the rug, like, uh, needing to go to the bathroom yeah. and using that. And that's honestly how I process a lot of things, <laughs> where it's like, well, if we leave this cable here, someone could trip, and if they trip, they might hit this, and if they hit this, they might this might happen. Okay. So, like, um, take a little bit of my anxious thinking and use it when <laughs> you're trying to problem solve, because it's good to think of almost every possibility. So that way, you can hopefully find the correct answer. I also put invest in good plates. Yeah, I also but along I, those same lines, it was like treat yourself on special occasions. So if you gotta pull out the fine china, use the fine china if it's like your birthday or something like that. So the big climax of this act is like the fact that SpongeBob gave him the donut yeah. because it's a donut for uh what does he say exactly? Um a donut this nice could make a guy really happy is what he says. But how do you feel about SpongeBob recording a night of like debauchery? I'm so like glad this? that you brought that up because I wrote that down as like one of the major things about this episode is that SpongeBob specifically is like, "Oh, I can't wait to record all this party and stuff like that." is such like a weird voyeurism like i don't know kind of thing maybe that's just the adult mind in me going to that yeah. but that's like why else would you record this it just seems odd to me right it it feels like okay i get two things like one you're trying to blackmail a bunch of people yeah or like it gives me sleazy like i made a sex tape without the other person yeah exactly you know so i'm glad that we both were creeped out by that seemingly like innocuous like i'm hoping that it's the 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 first one of those the getting blackmail you know if there is a headcanon there that you know patrick does have blackmail on spongebob with the photo from the christmas party so maybe spongebob Mm -hmm. was trying to get blackmail on patrick with this like crazy debauchery that they're doing or whatever act three the crusty plate so (laughs) they're closing up at the crusty crab and of course, SpongeBob's finishing doing the dishes when Mr. Krabs knows there is a spot on one of the dishes. And so SpongeBob stays late in order to get clean it. And of course, typical SpongeBob fashion goes way overboard, ends up buying this machine that ends up blowing up the Krusty Krab. So again, very short episode. Really nothing really happens in this episode. So I'm sure we'll no, hopefully we'll have a lot to talk about. We'll see. Yeah, well, if you sneeze, this episode's done. Yeah, basically. Like, <laughs> uh, I was telling Omar before this, if you, if anyone's familiar with, like, the uh, TikTok or, like, the... Basically, it's, like, a reaction meme of Kylo Ren screaming more, more, more. It's basically that, but with SpongeBob. <laughs> uh, I can't believe Star Wars ripped off SpongeBob. I know, such bullshit. <laughs> uh, so, my topic for you, Omar, if you were to build the ultimate cleaning tool, what would it be? It would be literally what spongebob did where he's just spat on (laughs) i don't think you really need a crazy cleaning tool i'm i am a a big proponent of steel wool 
um, when it becomes really tough. I know that scratches things up. Most of the time, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, the stupid uh, spot won't come off and I'm like rubbing off this, um, like uh, uh, like using the scouring pad on the, the sponge. On the, on the sponge yeah but then i end up just using my fucking fingernail yeah that's what like, your fingernails are like the most i hate the feeling and that's one of my biggest pet peeves and it makes me cringe like the feeling of something underneath my fingernail so oh, i like yeah i hate doing it but 100 percent of the time still wool brillo pads sponges doesn't really work i can get my fingernail to get something off of whatever the, my pan is and i don't know what magic that is or what bullshit that is but it, it does work that was yeah, you kind of just do that, like, you just keep, like, and you can do that thing where you just kind of rub back and forth, and you're just, like, picking at it and picking at and it, it and picking comes at off. it, and then it comes off. Yeah, because that's why uh, we evolved to have these tools on our fingers, I guess. <laughs> to clean dishes. Yeah, uh, but that was one of the small lessons, one of the few small lessons I got out of this little act was, like, you know, some of the simplest tools are, like, what are going to be the easiest to get something done, you know? You don't need the freaking Spotmaster 6000 to clean a plate, so... <laughs> Um, I do like that they have steel wool with a laser. Yeah. And uh, that tank that just shoots out a single sponge, <laughs> which felt weird. It felt weird having SpongeBob shoot a sponge. A little bit. Because I'm like, is this sponge your, your <laughs> which child? <one's> sentient. <laughs> your, your fetus. Where do you get that you tank, just... though? That's what I was wondering. I don't know. The tank store? The tank ah. store. <laughs> Google, Google it. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the uh, Spotmaster 6000. So there were three main parts to it. There was the uh, mm -hmm. microwave-powered particle beam, the laser-guided high-pressure water cannon, and then, like you mentioned, the spe <laughs> specially woven metal alloy ingeniously combined with a state-of-the-art cleansing material, also known as still wool, but with a laser. It's like, that's actually, you know, for a pretty legit cleaning tool. All of those, I don't know exactly what the microwave-powered particle beam does, but it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I really liked, more importantly, less like the machine and Mr. Krabs' reaction to everything going <laughs> yeah. on. Um, just, just the fact he's like, oh, spontaneous molecular distortion. And then he's like, well, I guess I'll go see what the boy's up to. Like, it, it took the fabric of reality to be slowly slipping away. For him. And then he, like, watches it as it, like, radiates, which I think is... What's funny is like I've never I don't think I've ever seen this episode, mm -hmm. but I know this chunk of the act, which I think is really weird. And I don't know if it's I saw it in a meme or like someone sent me a clip, but just the the weird like wobbly and wavy stuff, like I was like, I've definitely seen this somewhere. Yeah. But I do like just the whole crossing the beams and the maximum <laughs> power and then they fucking nuke bikini bottom yeah. for the for the eighth time or whatever. <laughs> Keeps happening. I like that you brought up the Mr. Krabs stuff. My favorite thing that he said was the first one he wakes up. He's like, oh, there's a strange vortex in the West. It's probably nothing. <laughs> it's just like so specific. Uh, Mr. Krabs, the amount of laziness that you have to do to be like, oh, last time my employee literally burned down the Krusty Krab. <laughs> and then I'm okay with leaving him there. I would never leave SpongeBob alone again. I'd be like, okay, let's. I've learned my lesson. We just throw this plate on the floor and say, Fuck it. Yeah. Let's not do it. Um, I have what are some uh, other small lessons you got? Again, we I know it's kind of short and sweet, but I'm gonna see what else you yeah. got. Um, I liked, I got exactly two small lessons out of this. Okay. Uh, for me, it's figure out the risk versus the reward. If you're gonna cross beams and almost rip the fabric of reality, 
maybe it's not worth yeah. it. Just again, just get rid of the plate. Um, the other thing that I had was uh, what Mr. Krabs says in the beginning. He says, no one leaves work unless everything is ship shape. And I like that. I think it's very important to leave your workplace or um, I've grown to appreciate that in COVID, Fatima insists on cleaning the kitchen every single night and having it nice and clean. And the nights where she is not gracious enough to do it, I also do it, but it's nice. It's nice to have the kitchen completely clean, especially when it's free of mice and other vermin. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, any other small lessons with you or uh, kind of like I said, I think you got the same point. Whereas like sometimes it's better just to call something a loss than having to go through the pain of going through all the stuff. Like I've definitely had like pans and stuff before that have gotten so like hard to clean where I'm just like, is it really worth me going through the, all the effort for this like $3 loaf pan that I can just throw away. And then that happened with your muffin tin. Yeah. Josh lent Fatima and I a muffin tin and we used like cooking spray on it and for some reason did not want to come off. And we freaked out. We were like, we're going to have to buy him a whole other muffin tin because we cannot get this off. And we use steel wool. We use dish soap. <laughs> we use the baking powder trick where you do vinegar and baking powder. That didn't work either. We ended up using Goo Gone, and it kind of worked. I got that baking tin for free, so it's not even a big deal. came with the apartment. so <laughs> <laughs> That's good to yeah. know. And the other one I have is like keeping a variety of clean supplies around is always a good idea. Like It always blows my mind when people only have like one clean spray. I'm like, I have like clean spray i have like one specific for the bathroom i have like bleach spray i have like all this other stuff so it's like it's always good to have and then even like this tool wool having more than just like a sponge is always good to have something like that time for the wumbo lesson josh wumbo lesson whoop, whoop. this is our present to you guys for christmas is this wumbo lesson yeah. we're gonna nicely wrap it put a bow on it yeah and also if you're not listening during christmas time it's just a present it's just a present <laughs> what did you get us Nothing rude. Rude. Yeah. You're, you're, listen, you're listening. <laughs> They're ungrateful. So what... <laughs> no, they, they're listening to our podcast, which is yeah, yeah. a gift enough. It's um, definitely not a punishment. So, <laughs> so let's, it's time to unwrap our particular gifts for our wonderful listeners. Mm-hmm. And I would like you to start off. I'm gracious of you. Uh, so I actually... And we, every time we have a three-parter, I kind of bring it up. It is a little more difficult with these three-parters, and I had a really mm-hmm. tough time with this one just because basically nothing really happens in the <laughs> Krusty Plate one and, like, even the Donut one. Like, it was hard to just bridge them all. So the one I got might be a little bit of a uh, stretch, but I'm going to go with it. And it's to kind of just trust your gut. Um, and the reason I got that with the first part is as soon as Sandy started feeling like something was wrong like i think she just trusted her gut and just gone with the fact like oh yeah i need to take care of this like looked right away that there was a flea instead of just came trying to itching and scratching and getting hair all over like the cake and all that stuff like that mm-hmm. um and the second part uh patrick said literally trusted his gut and just ate that donut instead of going through all the trouble of like trying to hide it there's no <laughs> point of that so he just trusted his gut and did all that shenanigans and in the third part, I think Mr. Krabs should have gone from the very beginning and trusted his gut being like, well, I left so much Robert alone once and he literally burned it down. So maybe it's not the best idea, but he didn't. So, and you know, that's a big thing. You know, I've, I've tried to be lean into like trusting my gut and like following your intuition a little bit more. Cause I think there is something 
about like our unconscious mind or like those gut feelings that like those do guide you better because you know somewhere your brain knows better or something like that some greater power knows better somehow you gotta go with the universe juice. yeah that's what it is tell you all the universe the universe juice um no that's nice it's solid yeah not as christmasy as i was hoping it would be oh well maybe i'll come up with a christmas one later what do you got (laughs) (laughs) mine is a just a touch christmasy is try to go out of your way for people you care about. Oh, okay. Aww. That's that's like that's Christmas magic right there. Christmas magic. <laughs> <laughs> so in act 1, they go out of their way to give Sandy this welcome home party which again, regardless of how long she's been gone, it's still a kind gesture. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good. I think it's good to to be a little over the top over uh, silly things every now and then. Yeah. Um, then the second act, I think there's a little bit of both. I think this one's more of the stretch out of all of them. Is uh, SpongeBob kind of goes out of his way to make sure that Patrick has this donut, and then Patrick goes out of his way to make sure that SpongeBob isn't sad that he doesn't have the donut anymore. Um, so I think, and he he does he even thinks, and we know how hard it is to, for Patrick, Patrick to think about yeah. all the crazy stuff. And he even tried to eat the donut and then give it back to SpongeBob. So, and in the end, he still gives it to SpongeBob. So it's very kind to to do that. And then finally, SpongeBob, you know, pulls out all the stops to get the job done because he cares about Mr. Krabs and he cares about the Krusty Krab and he cares about how good of a job he does. So it was good. Go out of your way. Show the people you care. You know what I'm saying? Just like we do every week. Go out of every way. week. <laughs> uh, anyways, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hope you have a happy holidays and enjoy yourself. If you want to send us anything, uh, some presents. Ooh. You know? Yeah. Oh, I keep meaning to mention it. I keep forgetting, but I'm glad that I remember now. Someone did actually send me a present. I'm going to mention it now. Maybe someone will fess up to it. <laughs> but on, it was like, the day after Prime Day, which is not a holiday, <laughs> but <laughs> someone had sent me a like little pineapple uh, SpongeBob aquarium thing. So I don't know who did that. It's still a mystery to me. So, but yeah, if you're a fan, send us presents like that, I guess. That was very kind. It was very kind to and, receive that. And then if you're still listening right now, because I feel like not everyone listens to this part. If you hear this part and you're the first one to email us, we will give you a, a, a treat. Uh, we might do like a, we might pay for your seamless or something. Oh, yeah. Give, give you a gift card. That's going to be our Christmas present to you. And again, I don't know when people are going to listen to this, but if you find, if you hear this right now, send an email and we will not mention it ever again until someone has sent that email in. And then we'll bring it up. And then we'll bring it up so that way you know if someone's listening, you know, in the in the future, they know that it's been claimed already. Exactly. We'll do a little disclaimer. So you, all you gotta do is send us an email and then in the subject line put a Christmas Chris Christmas donuts. Yeah. <laughs> put that. Christmas donuts in the subject line and uh we'll we'll arrange to, to hook we'll you up. With, with, yeah, with something. We'll figure it with out. A small gift. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Look at us. Spreading that holiday cheer, baby. And you can do that on ismazepodcast.com or you can email us at ismazepodcast at gmail.com. And if you know us, just text us and we'll make it we'll make it happen. Or DM us. Um, yeah. 
So follow us on those magical places where you can DM us, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also be sure to share with your friends and enemies. And hopefully you have a little bit less enemies this Christmas holiday season. Aww. Aww. Christmas magic. Uh, Omar, do you mind doing me a favor real quick? Oh, yeah, sure. What's up? What's up? I got to get some last-minute Christmas stuff. Uh, so do you mind just watching my place real quick? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll do it. I'll be right back. Bye. Bye. Ah, oh, he left his uh, roller skate here. What's this? Ah, oh, blowtorch. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>